Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All right, recording now. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got Mr. Uh, Ty Crandall here on the show and he's going to be talking to us about a very, very important topic that uh, many business owners want to take advantage of, just don't necessarily know how to and often make some mistakes that I'll share with you guys that I made when I first got into business. So uh, without further ado, uh, Ty, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself and your company. Where, where, what's the name of the company? What do you do? And uh, how'd you get into this business? Well, the name of my company is Credit Suite. I'm actually the CEO. And um, I, we've, what we do is help businesses get capital. So ultimately, we help businesses get capital by helping them become more fundable, meet lending criteria before they apply, building business credit, their EIN that's not linked to the personal social. And then we help them obtain all different kinds of capital with loans and credit lines. What brought me here, you know, I, I was in the military, got out. Uh, and, you know, I love the military. Military was awesome. Just didn't like being told what to do, which doesn't work well when you're in the military, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live and learn, right? A little bit, right? Yeah. You know, live and learn. So <laughs> got out, jumped into financial services. First business I ever owned was a mortgage company. And I owned that at the height of the mortgage industry. The whole thing collapsed, of course. Mm -hmm. and, you know, made a lot of mistakes that we all do. I personally guaranteed a lot of things for the business. I had, you know, business credit cards that reported on my personal credit reports. So it's like, you know, the business suffered, but I was okay on the personal side. And then everything from that business carried over to the personal. You know, my the, the, the late payments were reporting on my current personal credit report. So then my consumer credit issuers lowered all my limits to what I owed, which ruined my scores, removed all my available credit. And then my business debtors came and took all the actual physical cash out of my business or my personal bank accounts too. So they took my cash, they took my credit and my ability to recover was just ruined and it pushed me almost to the verge of personal bankruptcy. So I got into the credit space. Years later, I would discover what business credit was. Nobody was talking about this. There was nothing on YouTube, nothing on Google. And I just started learning and teaching in real time. Like this is how this works and this is how the scores work and his seller reporting agencies work. And now here I am many years later with a fairly good sized company and a big tribe of people um, that's learning from that information and taking it and just doing really cool things as entrepreneurs as they're growing their businesses. Dude, it's, it's funny because that story really, really parallels to something that I did early on in my business life. I mean, we had a computer repair company, uh, PC Cruisers, and it was awesome when things were going good. Um, I personally signed for a lot of things and not understanding what that personally, you know, you, you just kind of assume, oh, you're co-signing. So it's still my corporation's debt or it's still my corporation's line of credit. It's not necessarily my line of credit. And yet that's not really what your signature meant. And it's not until you're right, until things started crumbling, you know, right under me and I had to, you know, pay people off here and then still have balances there. And then it starts showing up on my report. I had the same exact experience you did. And, and it's brutal. It's the reason why, um, for me, it was also like 
payroll taxes and stuff like that. I had no clue about that stuff in my first business. Sure. And, and I ended up getting into accounting and getting into tax prep because of the same type of scenario, because I got my ass kicked essentially. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this again. And next time I need to know a better way of doing it. So tell me a little bit about this whole, uh, you know, line of credit thing. I mean, what's the difference between like a co-signer, for example, and then your credit, your corporation actually attaining a line of credit? Sure. Well, I can really relate to what you say. I think it's interesting because as entrepreneurs, we don't expect to fail. And so I tell people my story, but it's hard to lead with the fact that you can eliminate liability because we don't expect to fail. I've stood in front of groups of 300 people and say, how many people here expect to fail in the next 12 months and nobody raises their hands? <laughs> you know, but what's interesting is that like one out of two of them will like yeah. half of that room will fail, but none of them expect to. So I think it's interesting because a lot of us don't prepare. We rush into things and then the result is the result which ties into that other question. What a lot of business owners don't understand or don't know is that you have a credit profile and score for your business the exact same as you have a credit profile and score for you as an individual. But your individual credit is designed to fund your individual life, not your business. So what a lot of entrepreneurs do, for example, is we think of a business idea and then we're like, okay, it's going to be X amount of money and X amount of time. Mistake number one and two, right? Everything takes <laughs> twice as long, right? Everything costs twice Way as more. much is what we expect, <laughs> right? So people get in, they're like, it's going to be $5,000 and I'll be making money in 60 days. So then they put the 5,000 on a personal credit card because that's what they have available to them. The problem is personal credit cards limits are, are, are a tenth or a hundredth of what commercial credit cards are. They're not designed to fund businesses. So you put the five grand on there and then it hurts your utilization. Your personal scores start to take a fall. Then 60 day passes and you're like, oh no, it's going to take way longer than I thought to start taking money. So then that five turns into 10 or 15 and you continue that cycle of tacking that money into personal credit. So now you're using personal credit way it was never designed to do to try to fund a business. You're crushing your utilization, which is almost 30% or 30%, almost a third of your consumer credit scores, that utilization, you crush that. Then you're ruining your ability to get loans and credit lines for the business and to get the stuff that you need personally. So what business credit allows you to do is start getting credit under the business name that's not linked to the personal credit report. There's two separate ones. And so we don't need your personal credit quality. We don't even look at that to establish this. And the credit you're getting for the business doesn't report here. So it really creates two completely separate credit profiles and scores. So you could build this one for the business, use it to get money for the business without even affecting this one. This one's, there's no inquiries happening here. The utilization isn't impacted here because all the credit's reporting over here. It keeps your consumer credit intact, safe, and separate. And then your commercial credit's over here using a funded business. This is what SBA, Inc., Score, Entrepreneur, Forbes, dot, 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 dot. They all talk about that importance of that reason that you need to separate these credit profiles because that's what the credit system is really designed for you to be able to do. Yeah. But Ty, like I do have it, I do have it separate. I just created my DBA, right? I went to the state and filed the DBA and now it's separate. Now I have a, a different a bank account. The ones at Wells Fargo and ones at Bank of America, for example. So I do keep things separate. Sure. Isn't that kind of a flawed way of thinking? I mean, that's a sole prop still, well, even though you're using a DBA. 
Oh, great. So let's talk about that. So the interesting thing as a sole prop is that it's not separate. You are the business. As a sole prop in a partnership, you are the business. And I'm not an attorney and this isn't legal advice, but if somebody sues that business, they're suing you because Absolutely. you are the business. So the very first thing is that, look, if you want to really be a legitimate business, you need to set up a legitimate entity. You need to get a corporation. You need to set yourself up even as an LLC because then you and the business are separate. And you have to think that way is that just because you have a business doesn't mean you're separate. You have to intentionally take steps to separate it. You hit a great point. Separate the bank account. Never use the bank account for personal reasons. Set up a business bank account. Set up a corporation. Set up an LLC where you and the business are separate. That way, if the business gets sued, you're not getting sued. Do the same thing with your credit profile, right? You start building credit profiles because the personal has a social, the business has an EIN. You build credit profiles under both of those. What you don't want to do is use the personal SSN credit profile to try to fund the business that's linked under the EIN. So your thinking is right. It's just some people don't know those nuances. And so they're doing one thing, thinking they're separating when they're not really separating. Right. It's one of those trendy things, right? The, the, I feel like in business, an LLC is this trendy thing that you know people tend to start and not quite understanding the difference on having the, the what I call it, it's like a clone of you, right? You're, you're essentially creating a clone of you, the individual, so that that clone takes on the risk. I, I'm reminded of like uh, Multiplicity. You ever watch that movie with Michael Keaton? Yeah, absolutely. I love that movie. So that's exactly what we're doing here. Each clone is a new entity and you want that clone to take on all the financial responsibility. You want that clone to have all the liability. That's what the LLC is. That's what the S Corp is. That's what the C Corp is. And it even has, you know, you can even give it birth. The state of California, you know, you file paperwork, your articles of incorporation go through. They give you the little blessing, the little stamp on the paper that says you are now officially an entity. It's got an EIN number with the IRS so it can file its own tax returns. Um, are there tax implications? Sure, there's pass-through entities and all kinds of different ways that the money gets funneled. But what you're what you're talking about, if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, you're talking about you need to ha have that separate entity, that other clone of yourself, and that has to be has to start or begin to build a credit line, just like you did. But does it work right away, or is there some sort of time frame? Can I just give birth to a new corporation here, create a clone, and the next day go out and, and pull credit on it? Well, it's important to understand the difference between some of the terminology we're using. So we'll look at loans, we'll look at credit lines, and we'll look at credit cards, right? Loans and credit lines are based on what I call a three C's formula of lending, meaning cash flow, credit, or collateral. So if you want any kind of loan, any kind of credit line for a business, you must have one of those three things. Your approval will be based on one or multiple of those three things. Do you have consistent cash flow going through your bank account? How do you manage that cash flow? Do you have tax returns? Do your tax returns show a profit? Do your bank statements show a profit? The more of those things you can answer, the more kind of cash flow financing you can get. You mean you the creditors actually want you to have a way to pay it back? I know. It's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> it's funny. You, may, you say that jokingly, but it really is a very good point because of all of these crazy things that you're asked for to get loans, there's one and only one thing they care about at all. And it's what you just said. Do you have the means and the history of repayment? If you have that one thing, it's all they're really asking about. So cash flow is part of that. The other is credit. 
If you have good credit, well, that shows a history of paying your bills on time. That can start to keep financing even as a startup. Or the third is collateral. Maybe you're using equipment or account receivables or even a 401k. The nice thing about that three C's formula is you don't need the other two. If you have cash flow, you don't need credit or collateral. If you have credit, you don't need collateral, cash flow, et cetera. So you have to, though, you have to have one of them. Business credit, you don't need any of them. So to get 10,000 at Staples, 20,000 at Lowe's, 30,000 at Amazon, 40,000 at Best Buy, you don't need cash flow credit or collateral for any of that. Okay, that corporate credit can be obtained right from the beginning, right as a startup business, if you're following a set series of steps to do it. And if you understand those steps, the exact same steps the bigger companies have and follow, then you'll succeed. But there's a reason that small businesses don't have it. It's just ignorance. We don't know. Like we weren't taught. Like we weren't taught this in school. College doesn't teach us. We just don't possess that knowledge typically in business to know how to do it. Whereas bigger companies are forced into it. When you get into $10 million range, you hire a chief financial officer. You have a CFO. You have a finance controller. You have these financial savvy people that come into the organization and start forcing you to separate this stuff. They get it. They're trained that stuff. So they start separating the liability. They start teaching corporate credit. They start taking the reins from that CEO and doing those things automatically. So the entire system is based on medium to larger businesses accessing this credit, not because of small guys can't. It's just because the small guys don't know how to. Yeah. And so what I do is teach the small guys how to do it exactly the same way the bigger guys know how to do it so they can get exactly those kind of results. Cause yeah, that makes a big difference. I mean, uh, for the most part, it, it's kind of a, I don't know, counterintuitive thing. When you're in your personal finance, you want to have as little debt as possible. You want to eliminate that stuff and get rid of it because you're living on your month to month cash flow. You're getting your paycheck every two weeks, every month, or whatever it is, and that's how you're surviving. So if you can eliminate that debt, that's great. In business, however, business cycles are different than personal cycles. Yeah, we have month to month overhead, but businesses could have seasonal cycles. They have, you know, influx of um, large cash amounts because they need inventory or because they, you know, are doing a a large uh, promotional event or whatever it is. So that that line of credit needs to be there. Whether you're right, whether it comes as a as a loan, whether it comes as a credit card, whether it comes as a line of credit, whatever, however you're going to borrow that money, there are different needs for that particular business. And part of the problem that that people have, even if they're able to go out and get those lines of credit, is it's expensive. Right. And I, maybe I'm paying it back over, maybe I can go and get a loan, but I have to pay it back in three years, for example, versus if I go out on a personal line, I can, maybe I can pull an equity line and it's, you know, 30 years or 15 years or 20 years. And that length of time is a big indicator on how your monthly payment's going to be. It's a big piece of your affordability. Is there some way that we can do that on a commercial side, on, on, uh, on the entity side? So that, you know, maybe when I go out and borrow money, I'm not paying a large chunk of change every month because that kind of hurts my cash flow. Well, first of all, you're tapping on this DRE, right? What I call the Dave Ramsey effect because, you know, Dave Ramsey, no personal debt, couldn't agree more, right? I don't like credit card debt. It's horrible. I stay away from it. So people carry that same mentality into the business world, but that's not how businesses work. Apple's sitting on more cash than we've ever seen any business sit on cash in the history of business. And yet, you know how much money they have outstanding in loans? There's a reason the biggest companies have become the biggest companies. They're really good at using OPM, right? They're really good 
people's money. Other people's money. And so we look at Walmart, the biggest retailer in the world. Here's a shocking statistic. 80% of what Walmart sells, they buy on credit. I mean, think about it. It's so mind-blowing. They buy what they put on their shelves using business credit, and then what happens is they take your money that you pay for that stuff, they use it to pay off the credit issuers. It's why they're the number one retailer in the world. Business credit accounts for more capital in Walmart than all shareholder value combined. That's why they're the number one retailer. The better you are in this game at using other people's money to grow, then the more successful you're going to become, as we've seen time and time again. There's no one of the biggest privately or publicly owned companies that doesn't have outstanding money owed right now, even when they're sitting on bundles of cash. So you have to get past that and realize that that is the key. Then it comes down to expense. What I tell people is this, interest rates don't matter. Who cares? They're the tax reality, deductible. <laughs> yeah, they're tax deductible for one. And for two, it's based on your risk. So if yeah. you don't like interest, then stop being high risk. Like stop screwing up your personal credit. Start paying your bills as agreed. Start building a commercial credit profile that lenders and credit issuers can see that you're established, that you pay your bills responsibly. Understand what lenders are looking for and meet that criteria. We call that fundability. You need to understand what lenders, credit issuers, and suppliers are wanting to see, that they can publicly see your credit report, that anybody can. You need to control the perception that they have about you to get a better rate. What matters more is term. You want to get the longest term as possible. Mm -hmm. And if you want the longest term and the lower rate, you got to look at things like building business credit because that determines if you get approved for financing, how much you're going to pay, and the rates and terms you're going to get. But here's what I say. Does it make sense or not? The highest interest rate I've ever seen a client pay was 65% on an equipment. 65%, right? The guy owned a golf course, and he bought a destumper. Didn't know that existed. It does. Okay? <laughs> Pulls the stumps out of golf courses. The guy saved $10,000 a month from paying people to manually do it to this piece of equipment. You think the guy cares that his interest is 65%? No. Nope, because he gets all that back on his tax returns and he saved $10,000. That's a scenario where it makes sense. I've seen people charge 30% when they're trying to get the money to get through a downtime in the season. That's insane. That makes no sense. You never borrow money at that rate to get through a downtime, but you would absolutely borrow the money at that rate if you had an opportunity to go do something that would return 10x that in return, right? So in business, we have to recognize risk. We have to recognize opportunity, and we need to be willing to set aside things like rate and pay for the opportunity if we know we're going to get multiple return on that investment. That's what matters is the return we're getting on that money, not the fact of how much that money actually costs. You know, it's funny you say that because there's a lot of businesses that do really well as, as they take off, but the, the proprietor is the one doing all the work and they get to the point where they want to hire admin, add, add some sort of, you know, equipment, for example, or expand or get an office space or whatever they, they need to. And that's usually where they end up halting. They don't have a means of creating this credit. They're afraid to go out and get credit because they were always taught, like you said, Dave Ramsey effect. They're always taught that credit is a bad thing. And so they do what most people do in small businesses is they burn out. They need to have that 
opportunity because they run an efficient business. They've been doing a really good job. The growth from being an individual proprietor, proprietor to having more employees to expand your capability is usually only stopping you because of the capital aspect of it, because you don't have the money to go on to the next level. And, and the other downside that I see to, to loans or, or to, to credit is people tend to go after them when they're in desperate need of them, not when they're being, not when they're profitable, when they're profitable, they're not even thinking about building these lines of credits or building anything. But uh, if I'm, I'm hearing you, it's like, those are the times you need to go after it. When your business is successful, that's when you need to be leveraging this stuff. This is when you're paying your bills on time because you have the cash flow to pay the bills on time. This is where you start growing those lines of credit because when you do come to a hurdle, when you do come to somewhere where you need that capital, you've established that. Entrepreneurs follow the same cycle. When we start a business, we typically have no money and nothing but time, right? It's all we have is time. Mm -hmm. So we do everything ourselves. And then the problem is, is we quickly run out of time because we're doing everything ourselves. Then we've convinced ourselves we're the only one that can do that to that level, <laughs> right? So yeah, I mean, it's the same cycle. And right. then we're like, well, I can't hire somebody to do that. That's crazy. It costs too much money and you know, this and that. And I'm the only one that can do that. And then a lot of people get stuck in that rut and they never, never progress. And this is where I really push the, the value of virtual assistants, especially from the Philippines, because these people are three, four, five bucks an hour. They have an, an American employer is like a dream job for them. And you're able to take tons of crazy stuff that you're doing that you don't even realize you're doing this minuscule stuff you shouldn't be and move it to them. And that's a great segue into employers, et cetera, et cetera. But you're talking about another one of the biggest problems as well, which is the fact that there's this adage that banks and lending institutions won't give you money when you need it. Well, they won't give you money when you're desperate because people don't pay back people that they borrow money from when they're desperate. Like that friend of yours that borrowed money and he was already burned everybody else. You're not getting that money back. I mean, I never <laughs> exactly. got money back from my friends that did that, you know, and you lose the friendships as a result because they're embarrassed in a lot of cases. So mm -hmm. we've all learned this in life. It's just the way that it works. So what you've got to do, and one of the biggest lessons that I teach is you've got to get money before you need it, especially if it's revolving credit. Credit lines and credit cards are no brainers because you're not paying anything on them unless you use the credit. I mean, you don't want to go get a loan and sit on it, especially at some crazy interest rate. But if you've got credit cards and loans or credit cards and credit lines, why not have them available? They're going to help you in two really big areas. One, when unexpected things happen where you've got reduced revenue, reduced income or greater expenses and you are in trouble and need help or two, an opportunity presents itself and you're prepared to take advantage of that opportunity because that money is available. You can't lose by having the money available. And that's why you want to start building business credit so early into the process because it is a process, right? It, it takes you, if you know, if you're working with an expert, it can take you six months to get to the final tier of this. So you don't want to wait till you need money to start that process. You want to start that beforehand. Now you have the money available before you need it. Now you've built a credit profile. You built a credit score. You made yourself more lendable. And now your ability to walk in and get credit lines and get credit lines is, or credit lines and loans is greatly enhanced on top of all the credit cards with high limits that you've obtained that you're able to then use to fund the business as well. Yeah, I mean, luck favors the prepared, right? You need to be prepared to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. I, I love that you said that because it's absolutely 100% true. Without being prepared, every opportunity will pass you by and you're going to look back and be like, damn, I should have been able to do that. I wish I had the money to do that. I wish, I wish, I should, I could have. But if you're prepared, if you're setting yourself up, 
then it's one of those things where when it presents itself, you look like the guy who just, oh, of course, you know, everything he touches turns to gold. Well, it's because he's prepared to do so. Sure. He has a little bit of gold set aside yeah. you know, to, to take advantage of that. How do people, yeah, how I think people it, learn it, this it, from you? Well, and I think a lot of people, and I'm sorry to, to step in there. I think a lot of people also believe that, you know, look, if I have the money, then why do I need the credit? But mm -hmm. the reality is, is that, you know, we spend over a million dollars a year on our Amex card, well over a million a year, right? And we pay it off every month. We don't accrue interest on that. We rack up the money, Facebook ads, Google ads, we pay it off. But here's what happens in my world versus just paying that out of our account, which we definitely can't. American Express just came in and said, you know, you've outgrown this card. Here's a gold card that has no limit on it. That's kind of nice yeah. to have a no limit credit card that when they already know we're spending a million plus on it. So the expectation is that we're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we got that because we've attained a history with them. They see a history. They see we're spending. They see we're using. Everybody does now. So now that everybody can see that we're spending money and we're paying it off and we're responsible, now everybody wants to give us money. Everybody wants to give us credit cards. Everybody wants to give us loans. Where if we would have just used our bank account, which we easily could have, then the problem is nobody knows what we're capable of. And then when we go to get credit, we're getting a $5,000 credit card versus a no limit Amex card. So making sure that what you're doing and spending and using is visual to these suppliers and credit issuers and lenders is really crucial for you to be able to access the money you need because they're seeing that you're already spending and paying back those bills responsibly. I like that. You're, you're basically selling yourself to the bank, just like you would sell yourself to your client, right? Just like you're, you're sell yourself to your family or your spouse or whatever it is you do. If nobody knows you're doing it, then you have no credibility. So you got to do the same thing for the bank. The bank has no idea what you're doing. Maybe your bank does, maybe where you have your deposits at, maybe they know, but they're only going to extend a certain line of credit and they don't, you know, that, that's about it. I, sure. I mean, that's, that, that makes total sense, by the way. So how do people get, you know, get in contact with you? Where, where do you take your, where do you find classes? How do you, how do you train people? Well, for us, if they go to creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, creditsuite.com forward slash EIN is a great guide that maps out the exact steps to build business credit. But if they're on our website, creditsuite, and that's S-U-I-T-E.com, if they're at creditsuite.com, the top right of our page are all of our social channels. We go live on Facebook. We go live on YouTube nearly weekly. Today, our YouTube live was all about how to use SBA loans to buy a business right? And it's everything you need to know about SBA from qualification to what kind of loan you want to exact documentation they're going to need for everything. So we teach that kind of stuff weekly with different topics. And then we're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook where we're just posting daily tips there as well. We've got a podcast where they can listen on the go. So it's all at creditsuite.com, the top right of our page. You can access all kinds of our free training. We've got hundreds of videos on YouTube and a lot of different stuff that just teaches you, here's how the system works. Here's how to be able to get money. Here's how to get loans with bad credit. Here's how to build business credit. Everything somebody needs to actually go through the steps and be successful. I love that. Content, content, content. It makes all the difference in the world. It's why if I ever need help building credit lines, I'm going to be coming to you. It's why <laughs> I, I know pretty much, I, like I said, I was, I was uh, Facebook stalking you a little bit and uh, checking out some of the content you guys put up there. And it's really, really cool. I mean, some of them is only a minute long, two minutes long, but simple things like having a physical address, like having a fax number, like fully completing an application, little subtle things that are the difference between you being able to get a line of credit or, or qualify for a loan and being denied, right? Yeah. Those little, little, little tips are huge and you're giving them away for free. 
It was shocking. I mean, if you look at statistics, over 50% of business loans that are denied, these aren't the loans of people that don't even apply, right? These are the loans of people that walk in with a stack of paperwork to the bank and give it to them and the loan gets denied. Over 50% of those are denied, not because the person didn't qualify, but because of credibility requirements, because of they see discrepancies on the loan application that don't add up to LexisNexis and Small Business Finance Exchange, where they're getting the data from, they think it's fraud. And so because they think it's fraud, they deny the application. And I can't, it's mind blowing how many people we help make one change and they turn around and get it approved for a loan. Their name was misspelled in Secretary of State records and it's different than the application. The lender pulls Secretary of State, sees different business names, cannot confirm that it's the same business, boom, denied, loan application, dead. Fix the discrepancy, boom, approved, loan, done. So it just comes down to these little, and that's just one thing, congruency, making sure your information is the same on the application as what you're supplying on other applications and other places online. That one thing accounts for why more than half of all loan applications are denied. So that stuff with fundability becomes very important to make sure that you look credible and legitimate to lenders, credit issuers, and suppliers to even have a chance of getting started with obtaining credit finance. Yeah, that's, uh, dude, it, it, see, like, again, little subtle things. I wouldn't know. I, I mean, things like uh, your corporation has one name, yet you're doing business as another name, right? These things are, are different. And, and I'll give you an example. We own an insurance company over here in San Diego. And uh, our corporation name is different from our DBA name. We do most of our business as, as a DBA name. But even when we physically moved addresses or when we changed our fax number, like going back and saying, okay, well, Secretary of State needs to have all the contact information. Uh, wherever I'm, uh, all the carriers need to have all the same type of uh, information. Everything has to be the same because I, I agree. I mean, something as simple as losing something in the mail is bad enough. Losing hundreds of thousands of dollars because you didn't change your zip code <laughs> because you are using you're not referencing the dba or the corporate name that's those are huge pencil mistakes mm -hmm. huge pencil mistakes and it's astonishing how much information these guys have and being an in insurance i don't know how familiar you are with lexus nexus because insurance is used oftentimes in lexus nexus but just things like our LexisNexis credit report. So I'll ask you a question. You're in financial services. Have you ever physically looked at your LexisNexis credit report? No, I have not. Okay. Almost nobody I have talked to has, me included, as of about nine months ago. So I finally got it. It's 300 pages. It's like this. I, it's, it's unlike anything you've seen. And it was mind-blowing because what happens on this LexisNexis credit report, every email address you've ever owned, every phone number you've ever had, every address you've ever held, the building materials of your home, the air conditioning units, the square footage, the square footage of your lot, every speeding ticket that you've ever had, every professional license that you've ever had, your entire criminal history. I mean, it's insane how much information is on that credit report that all of these other institutions use regularly to make decisions about you that you have no clue that they're even tapping into this information. So just knowing this stuff, knowing how it works, knowing how the system works, knowing where these lenders and credit issuers and suppliers get their data from, because it's so unfair. They get their data from these secret sources, these third-party data warehouses, they call them, and then it's not stuff that we access. We can, we just never even thought about it or knew about it, and then we're out here trying to obtain financing from these guys, and these guys are just sitting here hoarding all this data about us that we don't even know 
know about. So it's important to know these things, to understand what fundability is, to be able to tap into the same thing that these lenders and credit insurers are tapping into so you can control those things because that phone number you're listing, that address you're listing, everyone through the lifetime of, for through your lifetime is there. I was in San Antonio. I was stationed there in basic training. My address for basic training is on my LexisNexis credit report. That's my crazy. Big, it's insane. You're talking about big brother right there. <laughs> right? I mean, crazy. And, and, and we, give a, we give away that information freely, you know, willy-nilly. Go ahead, take it. Here it is. This is my new Facebook. This is my new email. That's crazy that, that all that stuff is, is on there. Just being able to access it and almost, uh, almost taking that photographic memory look, going down, going down a photo album. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm aging myself, but going down a photo album and looking at all the pictures in your past. I mean, that's a big history for some of us that have had a number of businesses in the past that have, you know, transitioned from jobs or new employments or been in the military, you know, moved from this place to that place. All those things, you know, how how do we even go about sorting that stuff? I mean, at least I know it's there. I I give the analogy of playing Monopoly and I, because I teach, uh, I teach high school in the morning and I have 17-year-old kids and I'm trying to explain different rules, different finance stuff, different, you know, tax returns, uh, automobile ownership, loans, all these different, you know, life topics. And um, they, they get, you know, a little complicated at times. And I, I'm like, well, you guys play Monopoly, right? You guys know Monopoly game? Yeah. I go, the first time that you ever played the game, did you win? I'm like, no. I go, no, you, you probably sucked at it. But once you knew the rules, you had a chance of winning. And that's where I feel like this is coming to us. Um, it's just knowing the rules. It's knowing that these places are out there. If you know the rules to the game, now you have a fair shot at winning. Now you can go out there with a little bit of ammo and say, hey, you know, when you get a no, you have a way to fire back. You have an answer for that no. It's not no. It's, well, what, what, what do I need to fix? Let me find a spot where I can fix it and then come back with, with a new application ready to go. My financials are good. Something else is stopping me. I need and, and you're describing exactly how we describe it to clients as well. And, you know, and it's easy to look at people like the banks or, or groups like the bank and treat them as the enemy. But the reality is, is that being that fraud is their number one hurdle, right? They, their front end bankers can't tell their customers what's wrong. So they create the separation between underwriters and front end bankers where front end bankers don't even know what's going on behind the scenes in underwriting. They create that barrier to make sure that front-end bankers aren't whispering in the ear to customers of what to change, so customers change the information to manipulate the system. Again, their biggest concern is fraud, right? But in doing so, they're giving us a completely unfair advantage, completely unfair. And if we just think about a credit card process, we understand this. We know that when we type that information into a computer, that certain things are being looked at to generate an approval or denial. And even those of us that have good credit have been denied for credit before and been like, whoa, what's going on? So this is exactly what we do for our clients. We serve up and tell every source, this is exactly the requirements for that individual source. Let's meet the fundability requirements first. Then here's exactly what it takes to get approved. Ah, I don't meet that. Great. Guess what you don't do? Apply. Don't apply. <laughs> meet the criteria that apply. And it saves people a year and a half worth of business credit building time because without that, they're just 
applying denied, applying denied, applying denied. It's just trying to you know shoot fish in a barrel. But if you understand, okay, now you meet the fundability requirements. Now here's what Staples exactly wants to get approved, and you meet that criteria, then you apply and get approved. And you don't apply for Office Depot because you don't meet their criteria yet. And then you go get these three sources. Now you do meet Office Depot. Now you come back and apply. So it really just comes down to information. It's pulling the curtain back. It's understanding how the system works. It's understanding the information that they have access to that you need to have access to. And in doing so, like you said, you even the playing field. And now all of a sudden, you're not playing Uno without a manual that teaches you how to play Uno with an Uno expert, right? Like yeah. you're sitting there actually playing across from somebody where you both understand the rules and you always have somewhat of a chance to win the game. That's what we find. Entrepreneurs don't even, they're not even getting a fair shake to get the capital, not because they don't qualify, but because they don't know the rules to the game. And that's what so frustrates us that we built an entire organization to stop that one thing from happening and basically even the playing field. So you know the rules. If you know the rules, you can win the game. But if you don't, you don't even have a chance. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are up against right now. Unfortunately. And luckily, we're living in the age of information. We have people like you putting out constant information, teaching us something new every day. Learn a little bit. And, and even if it doesn't make sense, even if the lexicon, the words that we're saying don't quite make sense for you today, just keep listening because it's going to click. You're going to have a situation where you know, you're going to hear somebody else talking about it and it's going to make just a little more sense because you heard it before because you're, you're, it's because it's part of your life. You just don't know it's part of your life. It's like that. It's like when you want that blue beamer and all of a sudden you're driving down the freeway and you see all kinds of blue beamers because they, they just, they're just there all of a sudden. Same time of same type of experience you're going to have here just keep listening keep learning keep applying and you're going to you're just going to get better and better as an entrepreneur and again take take the separation understand that there are rules for the personal life and there are rules for the business life uh ty how do people get a hold of you they can go right to our website, creditsuite.com. Our phone number's there, our email's there, ton, our social media links top right of the page. Don't forget creditsuite.com forward slash EIN. That will map out the exact steps to build business credit and will give you that formula as well. Perfect. Hey, man, thanks a lot for being on this program. I, I learned a ton. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull my LexisNexis report. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what's on that thing. Holy Listen, you moly. Do that, you get in touch with me and let me know what you think. I want to see if you're as shocked as what everybody else is when I talk to them about their Lexus Nexus. Oh, I'm sure I will be. I mean, I just, I just dabble in my history when we talk about it on the podcast. So every time I dabble into a different story, I remember when I used to do this business. <laughs> I know there's going to be all kinds of crap on there. I got to fix. <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane. And you should get it too and make sure the information is accurate because we see a lot of loans denied because of inaccuracies there that could easily be fixed if somebody had looked at the report preemptively recognized it and taken steps to correct it perfect hey man thanks again for being on the program really really appreciate it uh ladies and gentlemen if there's anything you need creditsuite.com right that's it any of those credit lines you guys got to get out there build those lines of credits make something happen for yourself take that take the future by the balls and just go out there and grab it so uh ladies and gentlemen uh if you want to be on the program hernan at csfirst.com follow us on social at business bros pod that's all we got for you guys today thanks again Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. 
And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 